The following podcast will contain explicit material and subject matter that some people may find disturbing and or upsetting. You have been warned. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all over the world. Holy shit, hold on to your hats, it's fucking season three, bitches. Let's get it on. <laughs> oh man, I just, I can't get over that horse. I just, I don't, I don't know why I put it in there, but I'm glad I did. It was definitely one of my days where I was like, oh, fuck it, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn i'm dying over here <coughs> sorry about that i just took a sip of my coffee and went down the wrong pipe holy fuck all right guys how we all doing out there today is uh today's october 1st the time is uh 12 45 in the afternoon i am sitting here in my living room all by my fucking self and i am uh looking out the windows i got the doors open so there's a chance that you guys might uh, might hear something in the background. Uh, I apologize for that, but wouldn't really be myself and my little podcast here if I didn't have the goddamn doors open. So what are we going to discuss today? Well, I'll tell you. I don't know about you guys, but last night, or sorry, not last night, the uh, night before, I made it a point to watch the uh, the debate between President Donald J. Trump and former Vice President Joseph Biden. So that in and of itself, I found incredibly interesting, not just because of the of the content of the debate or the uh, um, what did he call them topics? I guess they had six topics: um, the setup, the execution, and generally the way it went. Uh, was what I found interesting. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a couple of other things too, but we're definitely going to talk about that. But today, today is a different kind of day. I was kind of hanging around. I was like, hmm, how long should I make this podcast? Because normally uh, I try to keep it around a half hour, maybe a smidge longer, because I know there are folks out there like Michelle who enjoy listening in the car. Um, specifically on their way to work or on the way home, uh, because this is not very safe for work uh, because of the language I use. Um, so you really can't play it at your desk. I mean, unless you get a really awesome boss, which I don't know how many people do. But anyway, I digress. <clears throat> so today I said, you know what? Let's just pick a whole bunch of songs and let the songs kind of drive the podcast. Um, and then I said, well, what kind of songs do we want? I said, what haven't I done in a while? And then it occurred to me, since I've been doing podcasts, I've played different kinds of music, but I really didn't diversify myself regarding uh, the artists. So I said, you know what? Today we're going to do, we're going to do female rock and roll. And I said, I can't just do female rock and roll. I got to throw some, some kind of female club song in there. So I've got a handful of rock and roll tracks and uh, I've got a, a club uh, club track for you. And I said, you know, let's let's have some fun with this. So uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a, a really awesome female thing if I didn't include this awesome awesome woman. Now this woman here, uh, she's been around for a very very long time, and uh, she was she was uh, she's gone through some changes in career. She started with a uh, a small band, then she went to a much bigger band. And she was married, and then she got divorced, and all that jazz. So, of course, I'm I'm talking about the wonderful and talented Miss Stevie Nicks. So let's listen to a little bit of live it's Gypsy. And 
have it a little a uh, little stevie nicks um and i, I figured that was a, a really good uh really good way to open up today so <sighs> so this debate so i was i was watching it you know and uh a lot of folks were like hey trump did a fantastic job and you know and biden was out of his league and then on the other side they were like no biden came prepared and he had everything written down and he was focused and he was and he was strong and he was steadfast and he was determined to not be slapped around uh by trump who's just a big blowhard um so i'm going to call it the way i saw it and i'm not even going to get to the trump versus biden aspect of it until a little bit later on um the first aspect i want to get to is I want to get to the fact that it was scheduled and it was scheduled very, very quickly. Now, I don't know if that has to do with with the uh, the whole COVID thing or if it has to do with uh, timing of schedules and all that. But it seems to me that I remember uh, way back when, when uh, 2016, uh, 2012, specifically in 2012, um, when they had the debate, it was it was very interesting. 
to me. And the reason it was interesting was because everybody knew ahead of time um, what it was going to be. And it wasn't just like a week um, that was announced. It was like you knew a month or so ahead of time. And you knew there were going to be uh, four debates. And you knew there were going to be, uh, you know, at least one of them was going to be the VP debate. So I'm looking forward to that one, by the way. Um, so the other aspect of this is that I'm going to talk about uh, Chris Wallace here, the moderator. Um, <sighs> what what a waste. What a fucking waste. <clears throat> this man was there to moderate. And he was there to control the debate, which he absolutely did not do. Um, he really didn't even try all that hard. He, he was a lot more polite than he needed to be. Uh, he should have very simply been, hey, this is what we're doing. Raise his voice when it was necessary, which he didn't do, regardless of who was speaking, whether it was uh, Trump or Biden. You know, and it just it didn't. He had so many opportunities that he could have used to control this debate. And uh, what I'm going to do is uh, after the after the next uh, after the next song that I got here, um, I'm, I want to unpack those a little at a time. But uh, so next up, we're going to we're going to get some more of this uh female rock stuff it's uh it's the pretty leg let's take you down
<laughs> so, uh, take me down pretty reckless. So, <clears throat> let's get right back to it. What I was discussing regarding the moderation. Now, I, I, I don't think, I don't think that the moderator gets enough credit for their job, typically, because uh, you got to keep two different personalities uh, directed towards a common end. You know, and it's an hour and a half or two hours or however long it's going to be of a, a semi-controlled discussion. Now, the format was fine. You ask a question. Each candidate gets two minutes to respond. They're supposed to be uninterrupted. And uh, each session is supposed to last 15 minutes. Now, at the end of the questionings for the section, it's open discussion, which is fine. No problem. The problem I have, this dude should have done his homework. He should have known who the motherfucking people are and their egos. Some These two guys get some of the biggest fucking egos on the planet, and typically I'm okay with that. Be sharp. Be confident. Be strong and aggressive because that's the only way you're going to be able to stick in somebody's mind. And, you know, if you just happen to know what you're talking about at the same time, that's very helpful too problem I saw was the moderator was woefully underprepared. Not unprepared, underprepared. Now, a couple of things that could have made this debate go a little bit smoother and a little bit more controlled. Just some simple thoughts. A gavel. Okay. The last debate I watched, um, and I'm trying to remember, I can't remember who the, the moderator was. It might have been Anderson Cooper. I don't know. But when things started getting out of hand, he was tapping uh, his pen or something, and it was a loud enough noise to get people to pay attention. So a gavel definitely would help. Um, next, the other thing, take the power away from the speaker or the person who's interrupting, specifically when, they're, uh, when it's not their turn, by controlling the microphones. Turn the fucking things off. If freaking Biden's talking and he's on his two minutes and freaking, you know, Big Daddy D decides he's going to start interrupting and, and all that whatnot, he gets a warning. After that, guess what, dude? Slitch, there goes your microphone. I will turn it back on when it's time for you to speak. That in and of itself. And who gives a fuck if he gets angry? Who cares? Take control of your freaking debate. The same thing goes for the other guy. If freaking, you know, if the orange man's talking and freaking mumbly Joe pipes up and he's not supposed to, he gets a warning and then you shut off his microphone. It's that simple. Now, people can be like, well, you can't turn off the president's microphone and it's disrespectful. And it's Motherfucker, who watched this goddamn debate? Both of these dudes were 100% aggressive. Both of them were rude to each other. Both of them were rude to the moderator. So at that point, who gives a shit? Plus, you know who you got going in. You got freaking, you know, you've got three and a half years so far of, of Trump being loud and boisterous. You know, you've got a few months of, uh, of Biden being, you know, Joe Biden. So you know what you have. It was a missed opportunity for a really awesome debate. Now, the blame isn't solely on the moderator, but it's a huge amount of it for not controlling it. The, uh, the two chuckleheads that were talking, they, they definitely didn't do, you know, they, they, they're not blameless in this. Not at all. But uh, eh, I digress on that point anyway. So up next, we got a, we got a, a, another kick-ass. Uh, so this, this, this band is also led by a female. Uh, the name of the band is uh, Liliac, L-I-L-I-A-C. And they do some covers and some original. And uh, I chose this one because they, they took the song, tightened it up, made it their own. Enjoy Sandman.
just kind of looking for music to add to my gym playlist and I came across this one um, so uh, and what I'll do is I'll, I'm going to put in in the uh, description of today's podcast I'm going to put the links to all their channels so uh, so anybody that's listening can go to their channels and listen to what they have and watch what they have up they've got there's some there's some awesome uh, artists here so so I don't know if I was clear about it but today uh, I'm, I'm playing music that is either all female or female led uh and that means like the 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 vocalist or uh you know uh, you know a, a, a majority of females or so it can be it can be a guy spe- a guy singing but you know the people on the guitar and drums and piano and what have you would be females that that might be a thing but uh so i know it's not every song and every band I'm playing today is specifically female, but they've got a huge female influence, and that's why I picked them. So uh, anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, um, so moderator. So look, uh, moderating was terrible. <clears throat> Excuse me, it was a, it was a missed opportunity. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to the next election, or I'm sorry, the next debate, which should be, uh, it'll be the Mike Pence and Kamala Harris debate, and I believe that's a week from yesterday. So we're at like six days. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that one, cause uh, I think I think Mike Pence and Kamala Harris. I, I think it'll be interesting. I think Mike Pence will have some some really strong opinions. Um, I like Mike Pence. He's he's like uh, he's like the cool uncle. Like he's he's wicked chill but firm at the same time. Like he he's not gonna yell at you unless he really has to, but he'll give you the look and. Uh, and once you figure out you screwed up, ten seconds later he's, you know, you guys are messing around again. So, you know, I like him. I I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the in the driver's seat. Uh, you know, but uh, anyway, so that that's that's kind of how I felt about that. Now, now we're gonna we're gonna I want to talk for a minute just about um, the way each side presented their cases. So they they talked over each other. Uh, neither one had really any respect for the other, and I was kind of hoping that it would come to a fist fight in the middle of the stage. I, I thought that would have been great, um, but in my opinion, uh, Donald Trump excelled because he did what he does. He goes out there, he uses his fucking big dick approach, which means I'm going to take control of this, I'm going to put you on the defensive, I'm going to make you come at me, and I'm going to make you look like a fucking idiot when you do. So he did, and you know he hit below the belt a couple times. I thought that uh, maybe maybe bringing in uh, Biden's son to it was you know not necessary. I'm glad he did it, but it may not have been necessary now. It could have been something that he used in his final debate with him to kind of hammer the lid shut. Because now I don't know what he, if anything, he's going to have. Um, in the tank for ammunition. I mean, I'm sure he's got something, but uh, I was hoping it'd be a little different. So that's just, you know, that's just how I feel about it now. Um, yeah. So 
<laughs> I, I was just I was watching it. I was enjoying it. It was uh, it was a very interesting debate. I thought, and you know, I'm gonna discuss. A, I may leave it here. Or I may discuss a little bit more. But um, so you know, I'll probably just leave it there. Just saying, I'm looking forward to the next one. So okay, so uh, up next, I found this awesome band in there. Uh, they're called the Warning. They're three sisters out of uh, out of out of Mexico, and uh, they're they're pretty damn good. Uh, they started jamming, you know, years ago when they were all young. Uh, you know, they're all girls now. They're now they're young ladies and and ladies, and you know, they're 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 pretty damn good. So here's the uh, here's the cover of Kickstart My Heart, and uh, I I like it, and I'm pretty sure some of y'all will too. Pardon the noise, it's a little it's a little bit of a rough cut, but you know, enjoy it. said a little bit of a rough cut it's actually a it's a film of uh the audio i grabbed is a it's it's filmed from one of their rehearsals so um it's a little bit rougher uh but i I like that because sometimes when you when you hear a rehearsal track or you watch a rehearsal track uh you get to i don't you just get a different feeling for the band because it hasn't been touched up it hasn't been you know it, it hasn't been uh, presented in a different format because when you you know if anybody knows anything about about recording um you know what you hear is if it's if it's a finished product you get they record everything they mix it they compress it and then then they digitally uh take their editing tools to it so uh it, it's it strips away a whole bunch of background and when it's compressed to one track um you actually, in the process of compressing it to one track, it it uh, it rubs out a bunch of other stuff. So you don't hear background. All you hear is crystal clear sound. And you hear exactly what the engineer in the booth wants you to hear, which is great. Sometimes you get fantastic quality, but uh, every once in a while, I just I really enjoy having the the uh, the uncut quality. And it to me, it makes it. I don't know. It's it's, it's like listening to records. And not modern records. I'm talking about records from 50s and the 60s and even the 70s. Um, the 80s, they really started figuring out getting rid of the crackles and the pops and the hisses. But specifically the 50s and 60s, um, what you ended up with was you ended up with uh, a, an artist or a band 
who would sing in the recording studio and that take after take after take. And you would end up hearing the exhaustion in their voice or the exuberance in their voice because they would take the best cuts, splice them together, press them into one master record, and then that would be duplicated and, and uh, distributed. So you could really hear the artist if they were struggling, if they're sore throat, if their voice was just a little bit off, if they were excited, if they were drained. I mean, I listened, I heard a couple of uh, uh, Beach Boys cuts, you know, and I, you could really hear Brian Wilson's voice when it was uh, when he was tired, and the same thing with the Beatles. You know, when John Lennon or Paul McCartney were singing, uh, you could hear the tiredness in their voice. But anyway, I digress. That's why I like. <laughs> sorry, that's why I like these uh, these cuts here. Um, so, so I, I told you I probably would leave the debate uh, at the beginning where I left it, and that's what I'm going to do. But I am going to move on to specific things. You know, so there's a couple of things I want to discuss personally and yes they were discussed the other night but my input's a little bit different so um you know we're gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit about the about the rona you know how could you not um i talk a little bit about uh left wing and right wing mentality versus their approach uh and i'm gonna talk about uh not only gun rights but uh assembly rights you know the right of the people and uh and where the where the uh the line may lie. So I'm going to do that after, after, after y'all listen to Lizzie and company, uh, it's hailstorm. Why don't we all get off together? Open those goddamn windows. You don't know that I know Watch me every night And I just can't resist the urge To stand here in the light Your greedy eyes upon me And then I come undone And I could close the curtain But this is too much fun I get off on you Getting off on me Give you what you want With no
Me too, Lizzie. Me too. It's just I don't know. This song's awesome. The video is even better. It's a, it's a it's a really well shot video. Uh, go check it out. I mean, I'm gonna put the links up. Um, so anyway, the guy was saying the left and the right's approach are you know in general are weird. Um, but I want to talk more about the rights of the people, not necessarily the rights of the of the uh, Republicans or the Democrats, because I think uh, one of the things we need to get back to in this country is paying attention to the rights of the people. And that means what you are allowed to do, what the Constitution expresses you to do, and the limits that the Constitution puts on the government. Now, one of the most interesting things is is the second amendment. Now I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gun guy. Um, I think if I want to buy a freaking tank and park it in my fucking driveway and I, and my wife wants to drive to work in a tank, we should be able to, you know, um, <laughs> and here's the reason why the second amendment of the United States constitution. I'm not going to bore you guys by reading the whole damn thing out loud to you. Cause it's kind of tough to follow, but basically, uh, from every interpretation that I've seen, and I've seen a lot going all the way back to when I was in college and studying constitutional law, uh, the basic, the interpretation I got was the Second Amendment does not give you the right to keep and bear arms. What it does is it prevents the government from infringing on your right to keep and bear arms. Now, the Constitution is not there for you to do whatever the hell you want. It's there to protect you, the, the citizen, and the person to protect you from an overreaching government. Now, that's a very fine distinction. And uh, that was my knuckle, sorry. <laughs> it's a very fine distinction, but it's an important one. Okay. And then, so we're also going to discuss real quick the, uh, the fright of the people to peaceably assemble. Now, this is, this is, to me, right up there with the right to keep and bear arms. It prevents the government from stopping you, the people, from being heard. It allows you to air your grievances against the government and against particular causes. Whatever you want. If you don't like blonde women that are shorter than six foot three, and there's a lot of people that feel the same way, guess what? Motherfucker, you can have a march. You can march down Main Street of your town. You can march down Pennsylvania Avenue. With a sign and a chant that says blonde women that are under six feet, three inches tall, uh, do not belong in our country and therefore must not be considered Americans. You, you can do that. The government cannot stop you from doing that. However, what the government can do, and they can shut it down a variety of different ways. You better have goddamn permit. Okay. Permits are important. It needs to be peaceful. Now, that doesn't mean just walking around holding signs and waving. You can yell. You can shout. You can use a megaphone. You can, you know, you can, you can play audio over a loudspeaker. That's fine. That's all fine. What you cannot do from Jump Street is walk down Main Street, spray painting everything, sticking up handbills on people's business, kicking in doors and windows, dragging people out into the streets, and just having mayhem. You can't do it. Um, at that point, the government does have the right to respond. Now, in the local sense, that's the police department. In the more broad sense, at least in New Hampshire, um, that's the, uh, the, the possibility of the state police or the state militia. New Hampshire has a state militia. It was disbanded, but it's still technically there. And then you have the National Guard. So you have escalating steps. The government can respond to you damaging property and hurting people. Now, here's where it gets tricky. In New Hampshire, which is where I am, I don't know if it's the same in every other state. It'd, it'd be kind of tough. I could find out. But it, the way our Constitution is written, you have to attempt a change in the government. That doesn't mean a fucking coup, but you have the right to attempt to affect a change. Now, what that means is if for some reason the government of our state acts in a way that is unconstitutional, you as the citizen 
have the right to stand up and say absolutely no, hell no, fuck no. And if they don't change, you have the right to round up a group of your friends, go see the the people in charge, and you have the right to initialize a formal complaint, and if nothing is done, you have the right to take action as a citizen. Now, the state constitution here in New Hampshire is a little bit gray as far as what taking action is, but I would think it is you have the right to like rally folks, you know, you have the right to basically form a posse and go to the Capitol building. Um, I'm pretty sure it stops short of you having the right to grab the governor by the collar and yank him out of the office. But anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so you have the right to do these things, but the government also has the right to respond. Now, their response must be proportionate to your um, instigation, I guess you want to call it. So if I'm walking down Main Street with 30 of my closest buddies and we... <laughs> We don't want short girls that are blonde and we're just chanting. Oh, that's fine. We got a permit. The cops will probably be there just kind of making sure the crowds stay back just like in a parade. But the second we start breaking rules and busting stuff and whatnot, the police now have to serve and protect the public. It transfers from the individual to the public based on the actions. So then you start seeing arrests and in affecting those arrests, you start looking at things like the force continuum. And what I'm what I'm getting at is if a policeman tries to arrest me, regardless of whether or not I think I'm in the right, my duty as a citizen, okay, first and foremost, is to comply. Now I'm not saying that you should just lay down for whatever the cops want. But if you're fucking up and it's clear that you're fucking up, we got to talk. Well, you talk to him. If the cop decides that he needs to effect an arrest, your duty as a citizen, okay, is to go peaceably at first. You put your hands behind your back. You get your handcuffs put on. You get put in the car. You go downtown. You get processed. Uh, chances are you're going to get released. And then you fight. And you fight quite simply by going to court, using the legal system. If the legal system fails, or if the deck is stacked against you deliberately, then we take the next step. Now, what's the next step? Depending on where you are, that next step can be very physical. If you've exhausted all means, then you know what? As Americans, we go to the fucking physical and we handle it. That's how our country was founded. It does not mean, though, you get to jump the gun and start fucking dudes up busting up their businesses, okay? Especially if you're chanting. And because now you're no longer an ideal or an, I, or an idealist. You are now using methods to institute terror, okay? It's domestic terrorism. If I'm walking around with fucking pitchforks and, and flaming torches... Busting up shops, lighting shit on fire, screaming at dudes, okay, and forcing them to either pledge to what I'm doing, join what I'm doing, or run away, that's terrorism, plain and simple. You don't have the right to be a terrorist. The government will respond as as they should. So that's what's going on with that. Now, sometimes, sometimes it's okay, and there are... There are extreme measures that you can take as a citizen, um, but before you do that, you need to you need to pay very close attention to what the laws in your state say. Uh, I am absolutely not advocating violence, but I am advocating the freedom of the individual to act in a way that the government should not be preventing. But I'm also advocating for personal account personal accountability. So I'm going to step off my soapbox for a minute, and we'll get a club tune going on here. Um, it's a little bit of a throwback, but not too far back. I, I dig it. You know, it's got Snoop in it. It's the Pussycat Dolls. I want to loosen these motherfucking buttons, just like in the song. Enjoy it. What it do, baby, bro? Yeah, little mama, you looking good. I see you want to play with a player from the hood. Come holler at me. 
you got it like that. Big Snoop Dogg with the lead pussy cat. I show you how I go that. Yeah, I wanna throw that. Me and you one on one, treat it like a show that. You look at me and I look at you. I'm reaching for your shirt. What you want me to do? up them buttons <laughs> they and they get some um, some awesome videos too and uh the, so let's talk about music videos i remember when i was a kid watching music videos on uh on mtv and a little bit on vh1 um mtv was typically for you know uh rock uh, they played some metal they also had a little bit of uh of uh they had some pop but not a lot and um VH1 was typically geared towards uh, the black entertainment. It's it basically was, uh, if I remember right, the the jumping off point for BET Black Entertainment Television. Um, and the reason why I say this is is VH1 played hip hop. They played a lot of R&B. They played some uh, played some more important rap, and they paid uh, uh, they they played. Uh, some stuff that was in the middle. There was a little bit of blues. There was a little bit of soul. There was, uh, there was. It was predominantly dominated by black music artists. You know, and, and I'm all for it. I think that's great. Um, 
and, and that was a while back. So now everything's changed, and you know, music television now is way different. But anyway, videos um, are they used to be like a two, maybe a three camera setup. You know, you'd have you'd you'd have one that was pointing right at the front, and then off to the side, you would have another camera. Um, and depending on who is shooting it, you might have a third camera either overhead, down below, or off to another side. Uh, and sometimes they'd use a wide-angle lens, and sometimes they wouldn't. And a lot of the uh, a lot of the videos were either shot uh, at a, at concerts, and then spliced together. Or uh, I remember some videos were done were done live. And you know, one of the ones that I remember being done live, <clears throat> excuse me. It it's weird, but uh, it was dancing in the street. But it was David Bowie and Mick Jagger, and you could tell that they were singing and 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 moving around, um, because of when you watch Mick Jagger, the way his uh, the way his mouth moved, the way his throat would open, the way his veins would you know come out, the movements and all that, you could tell that it was it was done. It wasn't all one take. But it was done uh, with real singing and real moving. You know, they were drinking water and stuff. But uh, and now you get uh, all these videos that are. It looked like it looked like they were shot by NFL films. You know, you got all these cameras moving around and up and down and left and right and zooming and zooming out and and all that stuff. So it was. It, it's you know that's just my take on it. So <sighs> I got I got one more song that I want to play. Uh, today's a little bit of a, a little bit of a longer day. It looks like the. Uh, Today's podcast is going to run for about an hour, uh, maybe a smidge over. But I'm going to give out some free bad advice. <laughs> it was so much fun last time I did it. Uh, I'm just going to give out a little bit of free bad advice right now. And uh, today's free bad advice, today's free bad advice goes to all of the people who are complaining <laughs> who are complaining about the state of our country and choose not to vote. So, <laughs> so most people are like, hey, you know, in order to affect change, you got to vote and that's your voice and all that. Here's my free advice to you guys. I want you to go outside. I want you to buy an American flag. I want you to take the flag off the pole, fold it up nice and respectful, put it away. Then... I want you to take that pole and I want you to snap it in half over your knee so you got nice sharp pointy ends. Give it to uh give it to two of your buddies, one Republican and one Democrat, both of whom vote. And I want them to have a lightsaber duel. But the only way they can win is by stabbing you and pushing that pole through your body. So <laughs> if 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 Bob the Republican and Steve the Democrat are having a lightsaber fight. You have to stand there, and if Bob decides he's going to run you through, that pole's got to go all the way through your body. <laughs> That's the only way he can win. And so it, hilarity will ensue. Uh, Steve will probably try to defend you, and then Bob will defend you. And then by the end of the day, uh, everybody should be bleeding from at least five or six open wounds. Paramedics should be there, and someone should go to jail. That's how we solve this fucking problem with y'all that don't want to vote. Oh, man. All right, so check it out. My name is Creepy Mike. This has been a hell of a lot of fun, and I'm going to close this out with one of the badass females of rock and roll. I'm talking about Joan Jett. Joan Jett is iconic. You look at female rockers, she's going to be one of the first ones that come up. So I'm going to play uh, some Joan Jett. I'll talk to you next time, and as always, go fuck yourself. I knew he must have been about 17 He was strong Playing my favorite song And I could tell it wouldn't be long That he was with me Yeah, me And I could tell it wouldn't be long That he was with me
ask for his name That don't matter, he said, cause it's all the same So can I take you home Where we can be alone The next we were moving on He was with me, yeah, me Next we were moving on